study, we're continuing to talk about victories in the problems of everyday life. And I want to talk today about one that I think all of us feel. It's overcoming peer pressure. And peer pressure is very, very prominent in America today. Many people simply go along with the group. They go along with the crowd. They go along with special people because they are afraid of the pressure of being different, the pressure of not going along. In, in Luke chapter 12, Jesus gives us some insights that may help us with this problem. Let me read a few verses beginning at verse 4. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But everyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. So in this passage, Jesus deals with fear, and he, the word fear is actually used a whole bunch of times, five times, I think, in these verses. And most of us fear peer pressure so much that we give in to it. Some people are under the peer pressure of others, which is uh, they just go whatever and do whatever the crowd does. For example, their philosophy is when in Rome, do as Rome does. If they're at church, they do what the church folks do. If they're on an outing with people who aren't believers in Christ, they, they do what those people do. They just do whatever they're, the people they're with. Some people tend to go and choose a group that exerts the greatest pressure, whichever group they, they feel the greatest pressure from, that's the people they go with. That's the group they go with. Well, I think several things are true here. First, if we're going to overcome peer pressures, we have to relate ourselves rightly to God the Father. Jesus said that we shouldn't fear those who can kill the body, but we should fear the one who can do more than kill the body. He can put us in hell. Fear him. And that doesn't mean we should cringe in, in scaredness of God, but we should be in awe of him in the sense we recognize his power, but we recognize his love, and we, we see that he has ultimate authority. And Jesus was saying, you know, you're afraid of people who the worst they could possibly do is kill your body, but what you should do is be afraid of the one who can kill your body and put you in hell, put you in eternal damnation. And in, that's, that's far worse. The Pharisees were religious people of Jesus' day, they were more concerned about their reputation than they were their character. What people thought than what God thought. The fear of God's the beginning of wisdom, the Bible says in Proverbs. For the fear of God conquers all of the fears. John Knox, uh, was. they said of him at his burial, the great preacher of Scotland, here lies one who feared God so much that he never feared the face of a man. Well, that means he, he, he reverenced and respected and awe, was in awe of God in such a way that he bowed in reverential fear before him. He knew God's power and knew God's love. 
the three Hebrew boys were told that if they didn't bow down and worship the king, they'd be thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Now, they feared that fiery furnace, and they didn't want to die. But they said, our God is able, if he wants to, to deliver us. And But even if he doesn't, that's okay. We're not going to bow down. They all knew that the king could destroy their physical lives, but they also knew that God had the power that was far greater than that. You see, there's very little fear of God today. A lot of fear of man. The Bible says the fear of man brings a snare, puts a put you in a trap that's in the book of psalms it's out of fashion today to fear god but we also have to trust god trust trust god the father because he really does care for us he says look at the look at the sparrows they're everywhere and they're today they would they wouldn't even he said you you can buy five for two cents back then you can you can even buy any today there there nobody would even buy one Yet they're not forgotten. God takes care of them. God loves them. God meets their needs and provides for even the sparrows that are worthless. And not one of them's forgotten. And back then, the, the poor people would often eat sparrows because they couldn't afford anything else. And But God cares about it. Somebody said God goes to every sparrow's funeral. Jesus said you're of more value than many sparrows. We are because God cares about the sparrows, but he cares more about us in the last days the, I think it's important for us to to trust God and realize that that's important God cares for us so we can trust him the very hairs of your head are numbered God does count the hairs of our head well numbered literally means labels that seems even more meticulous the people of Jesus day regarding numbering hairs as an impossible test therefore that would really show God's concern he knows how many there are. He labels them. A normal redhead has 90,000 hairs. A normal black-headed person has 120,000 hairs. A normal blonde person has 145,000 hairs. Now, God knows that. And he, he, the point is he minutely, meticulously cares for us and loves us in a very special way. And therefore, we need to recognize. We need to relate rightly to God the Son. Jesus said we must confess Jesus. Everyone, he said, who confesses me before men, I'll confess before the angels of heaven. But if we deny him, he'll deny us. For in that day, Jesus was not popular, and religious leaders said, you better not follow that Jesus. I will throw you out of the synagogue. We'll throw you out of the temple. You won't be a part of the, of the Jewish religion anymore. And so they were very hesitant. You couldn't be a secret Christian because either your Christianity would destroy your secrecy or your secrecy would destroy your Christianity. We must confess Christ openly and publicly as our Savior. It's not a question of whether you believe he's the Son of God and Savior of the Lord, but whether you have believed enough to put your life totally in his hand and confess it openly. A lot of people believe, and but they won't, they won't ever testify to that fact. They won't ever acknowledge it. They won't openly uh, let people know about it. The Bible says if you confess Jesus with your mouth, You'll believe him in your heart, you'll be saved. And uh, so it's important for us to recognize confession is acknowledging who Jesus is and putting our trust and faith in him and acknowledging it before other people and letting them know that we have put our faith and our trust in him. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow and talk about how we can overcome this, this, this idea of fear by rightly relating to the spirit as well. God bless you. Have a great day.